we are Squawking Dead, <laughs> a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Always surprising my co-host with the intro. Uh, today we have Cosmo Mom Zero and I, Rachel Burt, and OG Squawking D, Carol G, in the hizzy. It's about time. We're back, as is tradition, since Carol's, Carol's not been out for a little while. <laughs> We're going to put the pressure on her. Why don't you give me your rundown of what's going on here? If you've been on Twitter, if you've been on Instagram, the memes are everywhere. So what's going on? What is your estimation? Let's get the Carol take. <laughs> it's sadly Carol being self-destructive and spilling over to everybody else, which is the sad, unfortunate truth. Her grief and need for revenge is overclouding her logic and sabotaging everybody, basically. I think they're all at their wit's end with it, really. And kind of understandably so, Daryl continuously tries and tries and tries and tries, and she keeps just going off on a tangent, like on these, you know, self-destructive missions. And then it's not clear necessarily like the finality of like Magna and Connie, but I mean, it doesn't look good. So. Nope, it doesn't. When the mountain explodes and then caves in on itself, it looks terrible. Yeah, it does not look good. And it was just weird to see Carol in this pitiful state at the end. Sort of like, oh, it's my fault. You know, you know, you want to blame me or blame, like, it's not a typical look for her, which is, you know, I mean, it's sad on all fronts. It does seem like it comes out of nowhere in a way. Like, it's just not on par with her character. Right. But there is, there is a basis for that reaction, I think. People having a weird reaction to seeing Alpha and Negan knocking, well, not boots, but socks, apparently. Narratively, I didn't think they were going to go there. So I'm surprised that they did. It's in character with like the comic book storyline, but I didn't expect them to go that route. All right? Does the comic book go into any sort of graphic detail, like or no. graphic visuals? No. In the comic, he always has a kind of flirtatious banter of interest, mm-hmm. but in the comic, they know they don't show any sort of physical interaction. It's not really expressed, like if that happened at all. Is there but even an implication? I don't even remember if there was much of an implication. Do you remember, Rich? I don't feel like they ever really, like... I feel like maybe he might have, like, kissed her. They may have kissed. And Mm -hmm. I think that may happen, like, right before he killed her. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But Mm. I think that was it. I I don't remember there even being, like, you know, I want to say a scene. (laughs) A square where um, where Where it even looked like we're doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. You mean this? anything like that. I did this. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was spoiler alert. Like I I wasn't sure if that line and that scene when he's like, Oh, this isn't like a praying mantis thing and you're gonna like chew my head off afterwards. I was like, comic book spoiler. Well, I love how right after that, he's like, um, you know, I didn't actually hear you say no to that. Right. (laughs) I'm going to need an answer. (laughs) (laughs) The reactions ranged from getting pedantic about the socks to like, (laughs) right? Like, because they were still in their black socks. And everybody was just like weirded out by this factor for some reason. I have no idea why. Has anybody ever had sex outside? Like in the nature? 
Like, I wouldn't blame them for keeping them on, necessarily. I'm not trying to blow yeah. my own spot, but, I mean, I, I didn't have socks on, but that's a choice. It didn't strike me weird <laughs> that they had the socks on. I just thought, really, black socks? But no, I, I, I kind of had the same thought, though. Like, you're outside. I mean, maybe it's chilly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't Ooh. think it was that big of a deal. But yeah, the internet yeah. definitely lost their mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there's the whole other side of that. But with the whole, like, seeing them naked, they're all kind of, you know, not the cleanest bunch. That's me yeah. being generous. Yeah. That's me being that generous. That was my next thought, was... <laughs> clearly attractive people but dirty attractive people are still dirty <laughs> yeah well it's it's like lauren rudolph was saying in the in talking dead was like how did they get it up because yeah yeah because it's how just he, uh... <laughs> we've we talked about this too like we've talked about sex in the apocalypse it, it's got to take a lot do you know what i mean like it's gotta i mean i'm not saying physically i'm just saying like just mentally <laughs> up here well, Negan does make a comment. He's like, you know, it's been so long. I'm willing to risk it. So I, I'm not a guy. I don't know how these things work. But I mean, when you want it, you you want it, right? I mean, I don't know. I was under the impression it wasn't that difficult. <laughs> you got you to strike while the iron's hot. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like here it is. Here's my reward <laughs> question mark. <laughs> <laughs> reward question mark. But see, the, the oh. fact that you're even saying that, though, right? Right, right. That was the that was my other thought was how presumptuous of her to even offer herself as a reward. Like what makes you think he wants you? Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> she is the alpha. Uh, what are you not okay. getting? <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. I would think like here have the the big piece of meat from dinner as your reward or an extra potato or something. I don't know. I wouldn't think like uh, you get she, meat like if she was here, <laughs> she would uh behead you. <laughs> Cuz like she is the reward. She's she is it. She is okay. Vigo. <laughs> Okay, the, all right. The Carpathian. Anyway. Yeah, this, is, this is why I need this. This is yeah. why I need this. <laughs> yeah. It's like Negan was trying to tell her earlier. It was like, you live in this position for so long that you think your shit don't stink. But it still stinks. Mm -hmm. But like, she's still there. She literally is like Negan. Or maybe like, even like Ezekiel too. Like, sometimes you fake it till you make it, right? But then mm -hmm. like, you're in it for so long that you're just it. You're on all the time. And then you almost yeah. like, believe your own yarns right if everybody else is willing right. to believe it and you're willing to believe it then you're it that's it it's done yeah. and and you're absolutely right negan would have felt the same way like oh you get a reward you get me i mean he had multiple wives so obviously he thought of himself that big i guess i'm i'm not that kind of a person so i would i wouldn't think i was any kind of a reward so i'm thinking like w what makes you think he even wants you but that makes <laughs> a lot more sense she is the alpha who wouldn't want her right it's in character with how the story goes so maybe they are sticking true to the story Samantha Morton had a really good interview and really good insight on all of that. And it definitely put things into perspective for me as well. She um, said that Alpha sees Negan as sort of what she always wanted her husband to be. Right. He's the type of man that she wanted her husband to be. And he wasn't. And and obviously, Beta's, you know, big, strong protector, but he's not that. He's not clever. He, yeah, he's not a front man. He's a follower. Her husband and Negan do have similar True. features, you know, like dark hair, even a beard at one point, but like this, you know. The, the slender, tall, lanky build. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Visually, like almost the same, but like also like, oh, this is what I was missing out on. Because even if you look at yeah. Beta, Beta is a Beta. Let's be real yes. here. In spite yes. of his physical stature and what he can do, he doesn't have the self-control or agency 
necessary to really lead. Megan said he's kind of a goose stepper. Yeah. You know? yeah. So she's been surrounded by betas. None of the other whispers have stepped up as worthy, we'll say, to be right. with her. Right. And where's the opportunity, really? Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's no upward mobility in, in the whisper structure. I've never met anyone like me until now. So. Right. <laughs> Who else could pull it off, right? Like, only this weird character coming out of nowhere with this particular insight. Not just some rando. What was your superficial reaction to seeing that? Some people <laughs> had, like, a thing. They had, like, a, mm, uh, uh, like, that kind of reaction. I was just surprised. I was like, oh, this is really happening. Okay, all right. So, like, my wheels are already spinning, like, all right. So, you just skipped ahead. It was like, yeah, oh, I just we're here started, now. Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> what's coming down the pipe now based on this? Like, the foreshadowing thing with the praying mantis, the Prantis, uh, praying statement. mantis? Yeah. So. <laughs> I feel like, you know when somebody says something that is exactly what's going to happen, it's almost guaranteed that it's not going to happen, because it's too on the nose, you know? Yeah, but then sometimes they, like, can just kind of mess you up like that and just kind of be like, oh, well, it sounds really like it's going to be on the nose, so people are going to assume that it's not going to be it. But guess what? It really is it. Uh, I want to kind of talk about the the internet, though. Like, I think it's really because people get really attached to specific characters, basically the Negan... I'll say apologists, let's say, enthusiasts, Mm -hmm. they were, like, not about it. I I think mostly because they want Negan to be with them, in a way, you know? Ah, And so Alpha's kind of like a step down, you know, for, for, for them. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, I'm kidding. But like, I think there's still a step up from the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's respect. That's an interesting yeah. comment. Sure. 100%. You've always said, uh, Carol, that Alpha is not to be messed with. She is hella strong, hella clever. She's not like yep. a, a girly girl, essentially. Nope. The TV series takes that and then adds like three dimensions to that. Like, oh, there's yeah. There's a cult aspect. There's a clever aspect. I'm wondering also, because like, nobody's really saying this out loud i don't think the most of the reactions don't really spell this out i do think they're picking apart samantha morton's appearance though do you do you guys think so like she's a very beautiful woman but like obviously she's not like uh, i don't know like one of negan's wives let's say just as an example right well i'd like to see any one of these people picking apart samantha morton's body get naked in front of her exactly Exactly. Uh, and see how they feel about that. Right. I think it looks gorgeous. Right. I would never have the courage to do that. Hell I no. No way. And and I think they did it in a very... Uh, artistic. It was done in a very artistic yes, way. It, was very it wasn't classy. gratuitous. Nothing was... No. Right. Nothing was hanging out. No. Nothing was covered. It was... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was actually a really weirdly... Sexual? Embrace. Yeah. Right. It, like, I was like, ugh, and ah uh, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. But Make- mostly because of the dirt. Right, 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 right. right. Nothing about her. Yeah. Not like, oh, you know, like, no, yeah, not she's not that skinny or she's not what. Yeah. I literally had to remind people that just a few, like a few scenes ago, she had pushed him into a bunch of shit. So yeah. who are you ugging about here? He smells like feces. Like literal feces, guys. Mm-hmm. So who shit who shit stinks right now? <laughs> Everybody's shit is on Negan. Right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the look on his face right before he turned around. Oh man. Right? That that he's little such bit. An incredible the trembling and like he's like about to just break down and cry yeah and these boobies <laughs> <laughs> and then he turns around and it's like boobs boobs, <laughs> yeah. boobs. Yeah. how does he get that up 
Oh, that's oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the whole praying mantis thing, though, like not as a narrative concept, but like as as a thing he says that she does not respond to, really got him rock hard. Because <laughs> yeah, say what you will, but like danger boners are a real thing. I think <laughs> it's a fear erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that the word? <laughs> Oh yes, no! Is it, you're looking for a fear erection, <laughs> or, or, or as the as the league put it, a fear boner. Yeah, but yeah, fear boner. I think she played him like a fiddle, though. Like she knew that he would want this. She knew that this is the the right uh, presentation for this. Also, the crass reward thing, the way it was done, like scaring him half to death. There's a deeper thing going on here, and it's something that I know you want to talk about, Carol. Before we went on break, we were talking about, oh, yeah, Negan, he's just playing them for fools. And then at the last second, he's going to pull up, pull up on the yoke. He's be like, yeah, team, he was with us the whole time. I don't, I'm not sure. I think that he is on Alpha's side right now. I think that he is on their team right now. Until Lydia's whereabouts come you know, to light and maybe she comes back into the camp or she's captured because obviously, you know, that they're out looking for Gamma, but Gamma's out there. So is Lydia. So like potentially they could come across Lydia, find her because again, comic book spoiler, the big turnoff for Negan in the comic is finding out of the abuse that Lydia suffers at the right. hands of like the whispers. So if we're going by that route of the storyline and Lydia comes back to the camp willingly or otherwise, and he gets wind of like Alpha abusing her physically or mentally or allowing her to be punished by other whispers and God knows what ways or whatever, that could be the turning point for him. We've already seen him save the Lydia once. Yeah. Do you think Alpha jumped the gun with her reward at all? Right now, all we know is that Gamma didn't make it to the border to deliver the message. Yeah. Couldn't it be possible that our group captured her and is questioning her? Alpha yeah. doesn't really know yet that Gamma is a spy. I, I would say a little bit of both because we've all experienced that that moment where someone else thinks of something that you never thought of and it just becomes the, the thing that gets stuck in your craw. And they could be right mm -hmm. and they could be wrong, but, it, but all of a sudden it makes the most sense in the world. You just need to root out that possibility at the very least. So I think also that she does want to believe because there's a, like it's like kind of like what Samantha Morton says about her. Well, Negan as a representation. It's like that a part of her awakening inside her and that's the part that sees an equal at the very least and at the very best or worst is like somebody that she can rely on like in the sense of like somebody that she, even she could submit to like she could mm. surrender a bit of herself at least and, and like not have to carry everything on her own true right you don't think she sees beta that way no 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 in some ways yes she only gives beta as much as she can handle but there's that other part we're all married here right mm -hmm. with your significant other you don't give them as much as you're comfortable handling you kind of just give them yourself if you're feeling a certain way you just let them know and then hopefully they can handle it <laughs> but they do <laughs> every day with you know everyone else it's kind of like okay well there's a little bit less maybe at the very least okay. that you give everybody else right and that's the way i kind of see that dynamic okay so with beta it's like these are the narrow parameters in which i will allow myself to be a certain way with you like even this whole going to the baby bird's nest she didn't let him know because she knew right. had beta seen her 
the way she saw him back in the day, that's like goods. Like he has the goods on her. Uh, you know, like, okay. like, like that vulnerability that like, you yeah. cannot see me like the way I saw you. Basically the thing that she's hanging over his head right now, she does not want him to have that advantage over her. Right. Just in terms of like the ability to just have that kind of goods on her. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, the, the mental advantage, like right now she's the alpha who basically like rescued him from you know this torment he was putting himself through she's his rescuer and in Negan's case he needs no rescuing he's a self-made man and knows exactly who he is and she likes that right and other, but like going back to that otherwise who's holding this whole system up this whole yeah. cultish so, thing up right with, with all that theory in mind do you think that the little baby's baby bird's nest was still around in the picture do you think that's something she would share with Negan I don't know. Time would have to tell. Okay, so it's kind of like when you get together with somebody that you really have good have feelings and vibes with, you don't give them everything. I'm not saying that she's there yet with Negan. I'm saying that she sees the potential of it being there. Going back to what Samantha actually okay. says, there's like a part of her that awakens that she's not familiar with, but she is exploring, right? Yeah. Like there's this idea See, of I, codependence of some kind. When I heard her say that, I took that more as like sort of woke up. <laughs> oh, awoken up. The woman, the, the, the woman of my part of her. Well, she's been, right, right, she's right. Been that's that's what I mean, but not saying that. So long. Right. She's been the alpha for so long, not really a woman. Right. The potential and, to, and sub now, to submit, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like Negan sort of reminded her, you know, you're, you're a woman, too, and maybe you got some needs, and maybe she hadn't <laughs> thought about those needs until now. I don't know. But Yeah. But yeah. again, early I stages. She forgot she was a girl along the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you say that because it's like, it's kind of like when Negan catches her. <laughs> How do I put this? Yeah, well, I don't. We don't know if it was one relieving or the other. Relieving herself. Relieving herself. Thank relieving you. Relieving herself. When Negan catches her, relieving herself. She even says, "It's you know, the latrine is really just for hygiene. It's not really for privacy. We don't believe in that. That's the old rules. You know, like that mm -hmm. that sort of thing. You know, we're just animals, but you know, we we still have mm -hmm. to care about hygiene. But we're just animals. But then, like this whole other thing of like, oh, I'm an actual woman, a human woman at, at that. You know, with needs mm -hmm. and possibly the the willingness." to oh i can i can be i can relax a little bit i can be myself hmm, i don't know <laughs> this could be a thing it seems like he's given up way too many of the goods we said this in the trailer breakdown episode uh 87 he could have just ratted out beta caused some chaos took one step back and let it all fall down but instead he rats out gamma which is the actual truth he saw it she saw that he saw it and i think she knows that he's right she respects him for calling her out on her shit literally also and then like <laughs> and knocking boots to show appreciation so she's doing all the right things for all the wrong reasons i think now i think he's really trying to get in i think he really wants to be a part of this thing i don't know to what capacity i don't know to what end because it's negan it's clear that he's not with our group right. i don't think so i don't know if i see it that way anyway i think it would be very stupid for him to throw beta under the bus when he know what he's saying isn't true i think he sees how clever Alpha is and that she is smart and she knows what's going on. So if he tried to mislead her in any way, that would end with him dying. She would kill okay. him. Okay, that's um, a good point. That's a good point, too. But 
But you also made a good point in, in which he could have just said nothing. Saying nothing wouldn't have gotten him in any trouble, but he's not doing that either. So I got question marks up in the air, but I'm not... Ugh. I can't even believe I'm about to say this right now, but I'm not giving up hope on Negan. I can't believe it just came out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I think that he's open to being a part of this group and being the king to her queen until Lydia shows up. His eyes are going to open to how inhumane they are and how much more humane the group was. Do you think he would be okay being the king to her queen or would he at some point try and take her out and be the leader? Like, Megan doesn't seem like the type to share the throne. Yeah, but I don't know if he's met like a match like her, so maybe that's why he's open to it, you know? Yeah. I think that he's intrigued. You have to remember, Negan reads people, too. So he's still mm-hmm. trying to suss her out. From reading Father Gabriel to Rick to Carl, he's just good at it. Daryl. D- yeah. All of them. Yeah. I, I think we can say at this point that Negan told Alpha that Gamma was a spy, but that was after the Horde was moved. So he wasn't... We originally thought right. he was the reason the Horde was moved, but that's not the case now? Right. I thought there was going to be some time fuckery, but that's right. fine. It still works. So I wouldn't... I wonder why why it got moved, though. That is a really good question. Because what we said made sense. <laughs> yeah, Unless that is a- Alpha always planned on leading them to that cave. Maybe it was like a last-minute decision. Maybe the border guards saw them ahead of time. That's possible, but I don't know how you can move mm-hmm. a whole entire horde into a, into a cavern. See, and this is like where Chris so would come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Chris would probably come out of the woodwork and say the same things. Like... How would you, well, why would you, why would you do that? How would you know? The more I talk about that specific piece, like the whole Negan Alpha thing, the more I just get frustrated. But that's a good frustration to have because now I really don't know how this is going to go down. Like, you could say, yeah, Lydia could show up and then he just bashes her over the head or some something. I don't know. It's like, you know, the Titanic is going to sink somehow. You just don't know, like, all the mechanics, all the drama that's going to happen in the meantime to make that happen and be something you want to stick around there to watch. So, Carol, correct me if I'm wrong, when Negan finally does take Alpha's head, which mm-hmm. Alpha dies before Beta, he does yeah. it away from everybody, kind of yes. at night, segregated, and then he just sort of sneaks off. Yeah. Nobody actually sees this happen. No, nobody does. The whispers don't even know that Negan's the one who killed Alpha. No, they blame our group basically for Mm -hmm. it because they find Alpha's body and they just kind of are like, oh my gosh, you know, but they don't know that Negan was the one who did it. I don't think it's going to happen without a whole bunch of other things happening first that are going to make us absolutely nuts. Deaths, things changing irrevocably. But then Mm -hmm. also, if it does happen, I don't think it's going to happen the way we expect it to. Like, I don't think it's going to be as simple as Lydia. I just want Alpha's head to come off. That's really the only thing I absolutely want It's like an action figure. Like, can, can the action figure with detachable head? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, technically I think it's going to have to be beheaded. I would like Carol to do it, but if it's not her, that's fine. As long as whoever takes Alpha out takes off her head. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to happen. Nobody's going to be satisfied unless otherwise. Which makes me think that they're going to kill her off in a different way. They would totally do that to us, though. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think they would do that. I think it's kind of like okay. the Glenn death, right? If you think about it, oh, like that had to happen. That's true. Yeah, right? it did have to happen that way. Yeah. There's some things that just have to happen as canon, and which, yeah. by the way, like once we start getting these things out of the way we're going to start being in like no man's land eventually at some point there's Mm -hmm. still going to be some things from the comic but there's there's quite the divergence at this moment hey chris is here (laughs) do you want to add some final 
comments that hopefully we didn't stab through. Most of my issue with the episode had nothing to do with Negan, really. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the scene was a little gross. Um, gross how, though? <laughs> Um, I know that there's a lot of ladies out there that they got to see uh, JDM's backside and stuff, or at least a side view of it, but um, I did have to be extremely drunk <laughs> or uh, in the most desperate times of my life. <laughs> Is it like for either of them too? about right. Yeah. There's this whole lot of dirtiness that's not my type of dirty going on. <laughs> Yeah. That's what you said, Rach, right? Like, you're yeah. like, all yeah. I'm saying is don't knock it till you try it. Just, oh, they're just dirty and not the good kind. Dirt is a natural lubricant. Nope. Uh, <laughs> no. Technically. Mm, nope. I think, I think you're thinking of mud, yep. maybe. <laughs> the mud is wet dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Which would what they would basically turn into is just a wet pile of dirt, I'm and just, then it would dry. It would turn into a paste, and then they'd be stuck together. I mean, if you really oh. want to end the conversation, it just needs a little spit. I mean, yeah, there oh, you God. go. There you are. Okay, segment okay. over. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Bang zoom. Okay. The most triggering of openers I think I think we've ever had on the show. Like I wanna say it. I'll be wrong. Every single time in the trailer breakdown, I was like, I am not happy with this. I'm very uncomfortable with this this primal scream thing. Yeah, but we nailed it though. I think we all boiled down to the fact that it was like a, a frustration scream. Right. And I think we and were right. I know that there was other thoughts about somebody dying or her just being angry, and I mean that's what it boiled down to. Anger and frustration. But the only thing that I want to take pick apart from that one scene was that, like, when the camera was kind of going back in on on Alpha, mm. she does this weird thing with her face where it's like this, like, yes, yes, mm mm, mm mm, <laughs> goodbye, like this, like this, this, like this, like mopey kind of. Yeah, it's a weird scowl. She was like, yes, yes, I love your scream, <laughs> yes, and then does this kind of, like, <laughs> like it's like a frog kind of like. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Faces are amazing. Yeah. Yes, I know. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if I was nailing it, but I was like, <laughs> No, I'm not sure. A few more times. <laughs> you nailed. And she dips out. I do think she's satisfied, but then all of a sudden she's horrified because oh, someone's fucking me. Like, she's uh, happy she caught him, but now she's pissed because she's got another problem to deal with. Right, exactly. I really kind of liked that simultaneous reaction from her. Like, in that one, two-second moment range. There's got to be another exit, too, because she made it out real fast. There's got to be several, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, they here we go. took the, the most difficult road home. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> Tell, tell us more. So look, I, I Dave Dave got a snippet of my rant. I got so much. <laughs> it's so good. I don't even know where to begin with this whole cave scene. I know they need to build drama. Sometimes I feel like it's a lazy way out. Let's start by the whole leapfrogging onto boulders <laughs> one at a time. And out of all the people that they decide <laughs> to pick as the clumsy one, Who's not going to jump and stick their landing is the professional dancer. 
slash probably athlete in her earlier life, right? Like, they but you know, she up. injured her ankle on the show right before oh. they do that. Connie says, "Is your ankle okay?" And she says, "Yeah, I'll be fine." They addressed an, an injury. Yeah, oh, I did see her limp a little bit. There's your easy out, you know. Like, let's give her, <laughs> let's give her an injury so that way she falls. You know, it's just like. And then, and then you have Cooper, who is this lumbering giant, who would, if anybody is going to have an issue doing this. It's <laughs> and he did, be, by the way. Yeah, it's going to be him. He's going to be the well, one who falls. Literally, literally. He didn't actually do it. He had a stunt double for that. Scene. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, his character, him, like, <laughs> that's the guy. I'm sorry, but that's the guy whose momentum alone, based on body weight <laughs> Eyes is going to be the one who misses the platform completely, hits it, and falls off. Wait, he, what about Aaron with the like thirty extra pounds of metal on his arm? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got like a counterweight, so he can just go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just like carry him across. It's like it's like Thor's hammer. He could just go like this and just whoosh yeah. across. I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't using it to smash into the rock and hold himself steady. You know, like that would have been dope, yo, yo. That would have been dope, and I would have worn my hat like this. <laughs> just, Are you making fun of me? <laughs> Sometimes I don't really realize you're doing that. Which, by the way, it, can I just take a break? It just does it. And I put it you, on and it shifts. Oh, it does not. It's, there's a yes, tilt. It does. But it's, it's like a, tilt a switch. Too. You know, when I turn it, it's like a switch. You know, that could be adjustable, but you just don't care. But also, I wanted to ask you, like, you're you're shaving your head down, right? It looks like. Like, yeah. you're, you're not letting yes. it grow. No. That's interesting. Because uh, I meant to ask you about that last time. I'm like, oh, it just seems to not be grown. But no, I saw it grow a little bit. And then you just went... Yeah. Is there any like reason? It. Like, Keeping what's... It. Yeah? Okay. Like That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. I like not having to do anything with it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. It's, it's so easy. You just do your yeah. hair and go to work. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about shaving, like, just to skin at this rate. I look good, and then you have the beard. Yeah, yep. yeah. Angel, I think, is, like, not that much taller than I am, too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he's... And we got little legs. You know, he's short people. He states he's 6'2 on the show. Yeah. So. yeah. And that's canon. Yo, that's canon, yo. And, I mean, I have a photo. Yeah, I have a photo standing next to him, so he's probably about 6'2". Yeah. There's something to be said about reach. I, I think it's it's not the jump that I have a, I have a problem with. It's, it's the land. It's the landing. Yeah, it's sticking yeah. the landing, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a lot that's of the momentum thing. to stop. Right. <laughs> dying you know right. like <laughs> just like he would be ass over tea kettle so <laughs> it would just <laughs> <laughs> just sure. Which, by the way, if you saw him, if you saw the jump, even if it was the stunt actor, like there's two things that I noticed: is that one, it did not look natural, and two, there was a production photo with Norman Reedus on on like it looked like he was on wire works, you know, like he was on like an actual wire. Maybe two. I, I have hmm. to kind of. I've seen the photos. Like it looks like they like that's how that went down. There's some things you just kind of have to let sail over your. <laughs> Not even having to get as far as a leapfrog. If you just would have tried to go back up the cliff, you fell. Which I know that they did. Yeah, oh, Magna did attempt that. Was, that. that was like your only attempt. You have Jerry, yeah. six foot two, stand on his shoulders. Like, <laughs> you know, they're sitting there like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 
I'm like, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> Stop. You're making you ridiculous. You are ridiculous. <laughs> I'm glad you guys saw most of that because my screen was too dark. I missed most of the leapfrogging. <laughs> yeah, you have to dim your. You actually have to like bring dim the your lights, brightness right? up. You have to bring the brightness up on your TV. Mike Satrazimus directed this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said you know, in an interview that it was you know they shot in the dark ninety percent of that whole thing. So the idea they brought carrot juice on set so people could see better in the dark. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. What? Does it work? Carrot Who knows? juice. Because of beta carotene. Not that fast. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's like a steady diet. But yeah, yeah, the right, general exactly. idea. Right. <laughs> Just for today, carotene. guys. Here you go. Load up. This is a Popeye spinach yeah. here. It's like, no. look, 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 look. whoa. <laughs> I can see everything. No. No. Tommy Sully. Everybody's sitting around with an IV of fucking vitamin K going in. All right. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> the two big things that I that I, I latched onto in my brain with what you said was when they pulled Jerry out, you know, these two walkers coming right after him, right? Like, why didn't you plug the hole? The one comes out, they stab it in the head, they drag it out. Right. Yeah, why? Well, why? for? How do they do that? Why? Why right. are we doing Keep that? Keep it in there. Yes, it. yes right. absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad they left the last one in at least. Yeah. So, there's that. And, yeah, and I mean, prior to that, okay, so, you got a man the size that he is. You've been in this world for how many years now? Like, what, yeah. Nine I was thinking years that too. Plus? You, you're experienced in this kind of thing. Something should tell you we probably should find a different plan than what we're doing. Shimmying through a tight area like that with <laughs> someone his size, I would, I, me personally, be like, you know what, guys, I'll, I'll just, I'm gonna go by myself this way. I'm dead meat. Let's, you know, like I was actually thinking, like after all this time, like there wouldn't be like this is gonna sound really bad, but like there wouldn't be like a natural loss of like muscle mass or like. Also, like, right. <laughs> I mean, I know it's just it's it's one of those things that gee, you really can't argue with it in the end of the yeah. day because the actors are the actors, and the, right. I don't know, nobody's going to get all method for their part, right? Or for this kind of part. Well, I mean, yeah, even though you're walking Phoenix, you know, but <laughs> or uh, <laughs> was it Christian Bale, the Machinist? Jim Perry, I mean, you know, I mean, you Fifty wouldn't... Cent. <laughs> yeah, I get it, and I know sometimes I do realize that I get like a little bit too real world. Like, come on, this is dumb but i understand it's a comic i know it's a tv show obviously i'm not one of these people who's delusional um but i do feel like i have to run defense on you because what people don't know about bmny deadcast beast mode and why is that you guys were all zpoc kind of pre- prepper kind of like right. that's how you got started right and so there's like a lot to kind of reconcile when it comes to watching these shows and being like, well, in real life, this will go down like this. But like in the show, I don't know why they're doing this, but yeah. So there's a little of that going on there too. So Absolutely. I feel like, you know, yeah. I got to let the people know every now and again. <laughs> you know? And I mean, it's not that, I mean, yeah, I get beat up sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, relax. It's a TV show. It's like, I get it. I understand it's a TV show. Yeah. I'm, and I, and like I said, I understand you need to build drama and there's ways to do that. The way that they went about getting everybody on the edge of their seat with Jerry being stuck, you know, him saying, they're biting my feet, they're biting my feet. I wouldn't give a shit if they were biting my feet because let's be honest, please. (laughs) 
<laughs> These things have been dead for how long? We're talking about the human jaw, muscle deterioration, ligaments, teeth that are rotting out of their mouths. We're talking about like our grandparents. Like they, yeah. bit, they bit into an apple and their tooth <laughs> fell out. Or it's They're like- not biting through a leather work boot, period. But I think that does tell us a little bit more about the lore, though, because if you really if you really start thinking about this show, mm. like a lot of things about these dead things don't make sense. Right. Like, yeah. Like, how is it that they're even physically, they don't disintegrate, right? But I guess there has to be a, a, a law, at least with these with these walkers or zombies or empties, as they're being called on TWD World Beyond. Mm-hmm. I guess the two laws are that unlimited scratching. Right. You know, occasionally a fingernail come off, whatever. What it, but you have the bone, the you know, the, the actual bone, which would be right. scratching, you know. Right. And somehow the, these tips don't fall off. And look at the look at this joint right here. Look, <laughs> can, does a human finger do that? No, no, only mine. But like, but, uh, but there's that, but then there's like, obviously the teeth, like for some reason, for some reason, the teeth stay in the mouth. Uh, They just do. And they just, they chomp down with the force of an alligator for some reason. And they can, and they shred through everything. Yeah. And that's just the law. We all know what happens to your teeth when blood flow stops going to them, right? (laughs) Well, not not yet, but I'm finding out. (laughs) Well, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could go a little further. I mean, if, if zombies are reanimated corpses, they would have blood flow, right? Their brains are active. Yeah, it's not really sludge. And when they, and when, sludge flow, and when they get hit, yeah. when they get hit, there's a, a burst of blood from wherever they get hit or stabbed. Yeah, but is their blood circulating? Half of them are mutilated to death. It's all drained out. Yeah. <laughs> like a black goo. Yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of them are. But, but when we see like a, a mostly put together walker, you know, someone yeah. who's not been hacked and to death. I would be um, completely fine if this was a freshly killed person. Right. But clearly they were not. Mm-hmm. Clearly they were not. Right. 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 Well, right. I think there's c- certain conclusions we have to come to after a while. And that's, yes, they're still going to be able to bite. Yes, most of their teeth are going to stay in that head unless something knocked it out like a rock or like Shones. natural circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michonne. Yeah. The force of nature. Sure. If they just let her go around being crazy and deep jawing everybody, it'd be fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We'd all be better their off. Arms and their jaws off and she she just let her roam the Z-Pock and do her job. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine that taking a toll off of somebody after a while? I just take jaws off every day. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's, a, it's a routine. Yeah. Morgan cleared and Michonne took off the jaws. De-jawed. She's like the de-jawing. dentist of the future. Michonne. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, mark my words, if it does ever happen and you see zombies with arms and jaws, know that I actually started – I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. I started with people and then I moved on to – no, I mean, started with walkers. Ooh. Oh, no. But, I already know that uh, if it happens, there's just going to be people that are going to be collateral damage, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, way, I'm killing you. <laughs> like intellectual trauma. Like like after a while, it's just like they're all the same. Yeah. Can you see my sweatshirt? If zombies chase yeah. us, I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Otis. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. 100%. We all know where you stand with that debate. There's so many things that really, like, just all at once made me think of the Goonies. Mm-hmm. From, like, the matches to yep. peeping into entrances, like, in the caverns, like, trying to find mm-hmm. your way out. Yeah. Uh, even some of the music, if you really caught it. 
there are horns in the background in the score. And, really? and like, little violin transitions and stuff like that. Hmm. Like, where there were tender hmm. moments. Which, I mean, you do get on this show, but, like, I, I don't recall ever hearing horns, ever, in the yeah. score. Or, but, like, squeezing through crevices and, and, and then that moment where Magnus sees the light up ahead. I, I instantly thought of Mikey going, hey, there's a light up in this passageway. Let's go see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then her, and then simultaneously in that one single moment, she's like moving towards it, and like Daryl goes, uh, 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 and then like she almost steps off the ledge, which reminds you instantly of like the organ scene yep. where they have to play the bones <laughs> yes. to move on. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I mean, there's. There, I want to go watch Goonies now. I, I know, <laughs> exactly. Right? Oh, there's more. The funny candles. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. The dynamite. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. These candles yeah. look funny. It's not a candle. It's. <laughs> and some of them were candles. And of course, the most iconic moment was Jerry as Sloth holding the, the pillar up. Go! Go! Sloth! There's just so much. I could probably, probably missed a couple, but like even like Daryl and I think it was Connie, there's like this one scene where they're like looking through this, the close passageway. Mm. And he's holding, I think, either the flashlight or like a match or something like that ahead of him. And it was that one scene, kind of like near the beginning of the movie, where like, and like, Mm -hmm. I was just thinking like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Okay then, this is a little boy's room. And I little girl's Just brought me back all over again. It's just, so it's- when they when they found the little passageway, you know, Daryl looks down, he sees the feet prints, he says, Oh, okay, this is the way the whispers went. This is this is the way out. They were they were oh. walking upright. And then all of a sudden, they're crawling. Now, I, I know I may have missed some things because my screen was dark, but did, did I miss something there? When did they go from vertical to crawling? Well, at first, I thought maybe it was like a um, an aerial view. Like we were looking at them from above and it just looked like they were crawling. But no, because there's that part where Carol stops and has her panic attacks. Okay, I can tell you the moment in which it transitions. It was the moment where Connie is writing in, you are okay. It's just before that because she has to realize realize that she, they're about to have to go into that passageway and right. she can't handle that's it when they're still standing upright right they're right. standing they're standing up when they enter and then by the time they get out the hole they're crawling you can't necessarily see where the passageway starts narrowing but where carol is and where they're entering into they're entering into this hole mm-hmm. in the wall and she sees this and that's why she's panicking she's like okay it's already fucking killing me that we're going through this crevasse and we're in this like atrium like not it's like a space it's not a very big space but now they have to go into right. an even more confined space she is flipping out because yeah. like literally right behind right. her is where they have to go through it's the yeah. only way out is that is that crawling up the because the, they crawl up so the order is carol freaking out you are okay <laughs> they go into the thing yep. Uh, all the way until where Jerry gets stuck. Carol then they get out. out. Yep. Magna almost falls into a, the bottomless pit. Well, not bottomless, obviously. Yep. And then, <laughs> but they still see the light and they find their way to get to that light. And then they, and then they, that's, okay. Kelly, Kelly plays whack-a-mole okay. a little bit. Then they open the hole a little bit more. <laughs> yes. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Guys, I have to check off or check out and put Aww. the kids to bed. You guys are on solid ground here. <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> well, it's good to have you for as long as we got to have you. Good night. Bye. 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 So sad to see Carol go, but. You can catch her some more on her blog. She just started a mom life blog. You can catch the first two entries 
the second of which was I just found riveting. I won't spoil it for you. Definitely read those <laughs> blogs, especially the most recent one. I'm going to link to it in the description and subscribe to it. Just go to the bottom, enter your email address in, you'll get a notification. You'll get the whole blog yeah. in your email when it gets posted. By the way, like, and you just reminded me of like, when they, when they, when you saw the footprints, that's like the Fratellis <laughs> looking for the, mm-hmm. the size fives or the size nines. I can't remember. Follow them size fives. Like yeah. the little, little sneaker prints. Yeah. Like, they're definitely referencing the Goonies with all these little definitely things. Definitely on purpose. Jerry, you know, love um, chunk. Anyway. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is where like people are starting to turn on Carol and her character. <clears throat> The mindset that I think they have her character in right now, revenge being the number one thing, her not being reliable, her not being trustworthy. Do they get out of there faster? Do they get out of there unscathed? Do they get out of there with everybody if she doesn't do the thing she did? You have to say, yeah. You know, she holds them up in the tunnel. The walkers catch up and get Jerry. She disappears with the dynamite and blow up the zombies and the whole place goes haywire because now Daryl's looking for her. The, the place starts collapsing. They have to wait for him to get back with her. She's just a lot of selfish decisions right now that she's right. made. And the end result right now is it looks like everybody's kind of turning their back on her. And even that is, I'm amazed at how they react to this, to like her behavior too. I'm like, I'm actually kind of really impressed. Right now, I mean, I believe that uh, Connie and Magna are fine. I think that they're just trapped inside there. I don't think that they're dead. I don't think they would kill both of those characters that way. I kind of feel like they would probably get a little bit a little more juice I mean even from like the trailers that we've seen well we know that Connie survives right because we we see her in the upcoming pretty sure they both do I I know there's some Mm. people saying that one of them doesn't make it out which is possible but I don't know if they're ready to off both of them yet I'm with you on that look Rachel's not gonna like this part but let's drill down to care a little bit more because there's a lot going on here I feel like I say that all the time whatever it's not getting edited out um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's going to be a supercut somewhere in the distant future. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, there's so much going on here than we thought. Anyway, so obviously Rage Scream, apologizing to Daryl there, the dynamite, her falling, mm-hmm. getting saved by Daryl, and even in that moment, still reaching up for the dynamite again. Yeah. Oopsie. By the way, side note, I think we've all seen Lost, right? Have we seen Arts get blown up by that old dynamite? We're not going to take any more of this stuff than we need because nitroglycerin is extremely temperamental. So we... Dude. Did we all see that part? How <clears throat> lucky is Carol that she didn't bring Flame 1 anywhere near that dynamite? Right. There's no fuse <laughs> at all. Yeah. There's like this big, this big, yay big. That's what, that, was she planning on taking them out and her dying just to do it? There is a huge part of her that wants to stick around to end Alpha, mm. right? To see her suffer and hurt, as she says to Daryl later on. Or even, just, no, just before that. <laughs> But, yeah. but, like, had she even had that flame anywhere near, in the air, near that dynamite, she, her, this, gone, at least. Her body, probably flying out into the distance. Yeah. Like, impact would have, like, fucked it up. In a sense, she was so lucky that, mm-hmm. like, she fell. But only now to be met with, like, the ire of everybody, especially Daryl. Like, you, you told me you were sorry, you did it anyway, you fell... 
I caught you. No more bullshit. And by the way, this is all things I, I said in, in the very episode that pissed me off the most. But like <laughs> he says what I said when we were breaking down the episode. It's not even about being sorry. Don't bullshit me. Yeah, don't That's bullshit. That's it. Don't yeah. bullshit me. I You can do what you want to do. Just don't bullshit me. Include me. He says he can't turn his back on her anymore. Like, I feel like I can't turn my back on you. Right. You do want to do something. Right. I know that you're claustrophobic. Do you know how I know? Because I know you. Like, yeah. you didn't have to tell me. Yeah. Like, we're, we're still friends, right? That's what, That was one of my favorite lines. Yeah. If I only knew what you told me, I wouldn't know shit. And that sucks, right? But I also took it as, like, he's an extremely observant person. Like, he, he watches people and learns learns more about them based on their behavior rather than what he's told, which mm -hmm. is... Even though he operates on what he's been told. Like, he'll take people at their word. Mm -hmm. The right people at their word. But then he'll he'll pay attention to their actions as well. She didn't have to tell him she was popping pills. He saw, but he still operated on the fact that, oh, okay, she can handle it. Yeah. Okay, we have to take a step back sometimes when these things happen. Because when we have this reaction, we're falling for the writer's trap. We should really kind of appreciate the fact that, that we're so invested... <laughs> In this character, whom we love, it's almost to the point of irrational, but we get it because of what she's been through, like as Daryl says. So I have to kind of give them kudos. They're trying to drive us into a point in the show where we hate her mm -hmm. also. And I find that really fascinating. She's sitting there begging him to say, fuck you. <laughs> a fuck you guy. And he's not doing it. The rest of the crew don't do it. Magna was doing it before, but she can't do it now. Right. Um, and everybody just kind of walks away, which is kind of like it goes back to what Daryl was saying in the cave. We fight for the future. We don't fight for revenge. Yeah. No matter what happened just now, what shit fuck shit happened just now, they're still operating on that premise. Like, mm -hmm. this isn't about you. You fucked us. <laughs> This yeah. isn't about you. Right. Have you ever gotten in trouble as a little kid and you think you're going to get yelled at, right? But instead your parents just look at you with that disappointed look and they go, yeah, I'm so disappointed. But they and don't say like, it. Fuck me. But do they no, say they that? Say they're okay. just, yeah, they say they're disappointed and you would rather, you would rather just be screamed and yelled at. Like, I, like I felt that for Carol, like. She she knew she knew and she was Nobody acting like a child. Say. She right? knew she yeah she wanted somebody to scream and yell at her because it was better than the way they were looking at her. Right, it crushed me. I felt like Carol in that moment. <laughs> at first, I'm obviously looking at Carol and be like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" But in my second watch, I was looking at Daryl and Dare and oh, Norman God. actually. Yeah, his face is just he's just disgusted. It's a, it's a, like this weird. It, it, there's yeah. this weird like, mix. He looks like he wants to cry. He kind of gets like yeah. this emotional like cry. Like I want to cry with you, but you could just see he's just distraught with like like you said like fuck you. <laughs> but at the same time, he says nothing, and that's yeah. the thing that there's this like these this trifecta yeah. of this like I'm like what the fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, I know what you're going through in this moment. And the third thing of, like, these people are down there because of you. Mm -hmm. And and are they still down there, right? They right. are probably not of them anymore. The only thing I could think of myself is Carol's right back to where she was pre-apocalypse. Mm -hmm. She's she's at not only her lowest point, she's pre-apocalypse Carol, like, no potential Carol. Like, right. you are your best self in the apocalypse, Carol. No, that's gone. Yeah. And the only thing preventing her from walking through that door is Daryl reacting. Daryl knows that in this moment, I have, the, I have all the power in the world, and she's begging him to use it. 
Mm. She's begging him to be her husband in this weird way. It's the it's the thing she knows to expect. He told me I was garbage, yeah, and I felt like garbage, and I knew that I was garbage. So what else was I to expect? Daryl knows this behavior. Daryl was abused by everybody. Right. <laughs> it's a pre-apocalypse. I think he knows in this moment that it's not productive. B, it would do the most harm to the most strong person on this team. It would it would like absolutely destroy my friend. And what does it prove, right? It, this is not the right medicine for this patient mm. right now. Yeah. People, when they're reminded of this abusive behavior, they sometimes like go back into these patterns where they're comfortable. They're used to be being told this about themselves a certain way. That's that's like this comfort zone in all this misery that they kind of go back to. And so that's the only thing that was like clicking, there's like ringing alarm bells in my mind. And like Daryl is like seeing this as like, I can't, if I do, it's over. Right. So I need to walk away. And so does everybody else. Let's, let's walk away, everybody. Come on. Please walk away. Help me out here. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. It's rough. We only briefly touched on the Connie Carroll moment, but that- yeah to me was really, really, really powerful. And I think Lauren Redloff herself even said on Talking Dad, like how important that scene was to show the relationship between these two women. They can have a bond and look out for each other. Forget Daryl. Like, potentially, right. <laughs> throw him right. Yeah. Like throw him right out of the picture. Like we're st still two strong women who need to survive together and, and we're going to get through this. The I thought that was really sweet. I know when this does go uh, <laughs> go out to everybody, I'm going to get beat up for it. But the, the, the Carol Daryl relationship thing stop I think that yeah. they're, they're, the relationship they have is going to be the, what it is now and it's more best friend than anything like right. just for all the, the social media I see mm. about all the shippers can we can we can we bring it to an end? I mean, I think that's why the internet's falling apart right now. Yeah, and and that, honestly, it's like really bad. But it's going in a direction that I didn't expect it to take. And Rachel, let me know if I'm on to something, because I think people that were into the Carol thing, you know, like the Carol, Carol and Daryl thing, yeah. Carol. they're Carol. almost like turning on <laughs> Carol. Or the show. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, they ruined this for me. and Or Carol ruined Carol, you know? So... Oh, yeah. There's this uh, weird there's, kind of thing that's yeah. going on now. What I saw was a dominant feed of pro-Carol and how anyone who went against the... Yeah, I did see that too. My bad. It was, it was bad. Like, it was like, change my mind. And someone would be like, well, this or this. And they'd be like, you're stupid. Shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> I'd be like... Jeez. So why are you asking people for their input then? If you're right. just going to sit there and deny it anyway, when people are actually giving you pretty good insight as to where this is going nowhere. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, all you have to really do is remind people where Carol was in her just whole entire timeline, yeah. like of the kind of person she became, even knowing where she came from, how she evolved to be a really strong person, and then how she further evolved to be someone who could be with Ezekiel, right? Which is pretty cool, yeah. like that you can tone that shit down a little bit, mm -hmm. but then, you know, that's all you'd have to say. And then you can go, oh, yeah, well, and then her, they killed her son and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then, you know, you can be like, okay, I get it. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, but I you can, can I, still be mad at her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, and I mean, these are people who are going way back to like that one time where they kind of confirmed. Correct. Like, Daryl did the naughty season. When was this confirmed? Oh, like, you want to make out in the corner? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was, she asked if he wants to fool around, but they right, don't. Right. 
I'd have to go back and rewatch to pinpoint the exact time. Is it when they're in the women's shelter? Season It would be like two, maybe? Two or yeah, it's like obviously after her husband's dead and all that stuff. Right. Uh huh. Maybe it was three then. Yeah. Because they that, her and Daryl go back to the women's shelter that her and um There's like Sophia heavy heavy kinda like I don't want to call it flirting, but you know, like mm-hmm. there's definitely like that chemistry that they just did it, you know, kind of thing between mm-hmm. them as characters. See, I I think in in the very, it's very beginning, open ended. Yeah, Carol did some heavy flirting. And yeah, then, yeah we thought and for a minute I thought, oh, maybe, but honestly I I like the way they developed this relationship, you know, to where it is now. I mm-hmm. I'm glad they didn't officially hook up. I mean, maybe there's right. some indication that they did, but I'm glad it wasn't clear, you know. Right. I think it's better than being in a romantic relationship. Yeah. Right. That's the thing, like I I never begrudge no. anybody like wanting it. I just don't see the pathway no. to mm-hmm. get it. It's like that best friend you know you have the goods on. You know what it, their farts smell like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's uh, not good. It's not good at all. I think I get the metaphor. <laughs> I mean, you have to kind of, you have to go through it in order to survive it and then be together. But then, but uh, there's you have that. terrible friends. <laughs> <laughs> If they're okay. making you walk through their parts to be friends with them. And guys are a little different. New friends. <laughs> I had very terrible cousins too. Like yeah, anyway. It farted. Cousins, your head. that makes You're sense. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, I got a secret. But no, story. I, I get what you're saying, you know? you know. Yeah. If I start thinking about those two getting together as a couple, like all I see are all the pitfalls that follow. Like it's yeah. just gonna be terrible. It's yeah. it's gonna everything that happens after that will be awful. So, yeah, you almost I need think, to know. I think it's perfect just how it is. Yeah, I mean, you almost need to not know something about somebody to get to know them. But now when you have this much info, it's like, uh, you know, that's yeah. why that's why when we saw secrets. Well, that's why when we saw, well, less secrets, but like, okay, I want to grow with you, you know, like I want to kind of grow mm-hmm. with you rather than here we are like walking side by side. Oh, now we're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But like that's why when people when people saw Connie come to the picture, it's like, okay, there's potential here. They're, well, we're getting to know each other. Maybe I can be this other. You know, like there's so many things that happen when you meet like someone new. Like you can you almost. I mean, in some senses, you almost kind of figure yourself out along the way too. Like you think you know you, mm. but you don't right. until you meet that mm-hmm. this new person. You're like, well, man, I do like musicals or something stupid, like whatever. <laughs> do you know what you know what I mean? It's yeah. like from yeah. this to like this big thing too. I'm definitely not a Donna either. Oh, I don't know. I just Daryl's asexual. I don't want Daryl with with anybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm skipping Daryl and Dog. <laughs> Daryl and Dog forever for life. And yes. it's still dog, no matter how you try to ship it. D, you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yep. It's dag, yeah. dag. It's dag. Dag. Daggle. Dag. It's daggle. 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 <laughs> I'm shipping Daryl and dog. Daggle. Daggle number like four, it. life. Yeah. <laughs> daggle till the end. I haven't seen any previews yet, so I know I've heard mention of Oceanside and stuff, so. I don't know about that, but I saw the Talking Dead preview. You did too. And it was like an extended cut of Bay of popping out of Alexandria looks like mm. by the way the yes. wider shot did, yeah it does help it goes and coming through the grave and standing there right yeah knives out yeah. <laughs> so I saw that we, when we know he's on the hunt personally for mm-hmm. Gamma now. I guess yeah right so I wonder if he tracks her there and that's why he's there must because- I also wonder if that links up with the scene where it's kind of like where Rosita is in the room she's all bloody she has the mm. weapon yeah He's Mm -hmm. near the crib, and there's, like, something going on there. Was that beta or just a a generic whisper? I I don't know. It was really dark. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You can't really tell, but probably it, maybe. It, the only I reason I the only reason I don't jump right to Beta is because oh, of the height. Shit. They didn't look quite as tall as I would picture him standing next to that. Her. And I mean, if it is Beta, I mean Rosita's dead, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, oh, she's gone. I mean, so Sawblade versus so dead. you know impervious hippo person. I, I don't yeah. know, but like I just had a really really dark thought. Like if the Walking Dead will finally go there. Like, Beta taking out Coco. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what is the thing? What is the thing that... Do you that, think he would? I, yeah, there's part of me that's like, Nord. I don't, ooh, I don't you know? know if he would kill a baby. I, we know Alpha's capable of it. And if she told him to, maybe. But mm. I don't know that he would make come to that decision on his own. I understand what threat does the baby pose to him. And that killing the baby would be wiping out a generation or whatever. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, a potential guardian, at least. Yeah, like, well, I mean, would you, why would you want to waste your time killing a, I don't know. Well, maybe stealth. Maybe taking the baby, I don't know. That's practical, they, you know. Like, they took our baby, I'm taking this one. Yeah, something like that. Maybe. Yeah, they're interchangeable, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one's, one's worth another. I don't know. I don't Equality, know. though, we'll huh? We'll find out. <laughs> one Quali- would be the quality of babies. One, one would be much older, it wouldn't be a baby anymore. Yeah. Which is Ross's daughter, right? I mean, Oh, Gracie? Yeah. yeah. But then there's Adam, yeah. who's at Hilltop. Uh, yeah. yeah, baby Adam. Where's Rick Jr. at? That's yeah, not- I would say Alexandria. Yeah. Either that, or I think maybe they, I, I mean, are they hiding people at Oceanside? You know, I don't know. So the, I think the last time I remember seeing him was at Oceanside. Yeah. Right. I mean, playing, he's still there, but. They're playing with the sand and stuff and the mask mm-hmm. and all that crap. Right. But then they must have come back and then they rode back down to Oceanside. Oh, from Hilltop, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he must be in Alexandria. I'd actually be happy to see a little bit more of him, but we'll see what happens. Mm, we'll indeed. be seeing Judith soon. Is the the boy who plays RJ? Is he just a? Is he a twin, or is he just a single person? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, no, I'm not sure. I think he's I just think... a non-twin kid. Not. I know that. Like, what do you say? A single child? Single well, no, because a lot single, of the child yeah. child actors are he's not are a duplicate. <laughs> Yeah, like well, the younger they are, they usually get twins. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we pretty much covered it. There's little mm-hmm. tiny things like Magna and her impulsiveness is born out of like wanting to come back to Yumiko and be like, I didn't leave things off great, and so right. that's why I'm jumping mm-hmm. into pits and being an idiot. Yeah. And the whole like taking out whispers prior to them trying to pop out of the thing, and then she gets stuck with Connie. That's the whole reason why they're there. Yeah. It's because they were trying to kill whispers so that Jerry can make it escape. Thank you. Thank there you. you go. Because I'm glad well, we got, we ran that through then. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because in that very final moment, they're like, oh, there's, you know, freaks down here. Or whatever. I'm like, just let it collapse on them. Right. Get out and let it fall on them. But but then Jerry wouldn't have been able to get out, is right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah essentially. So, essentially. So no matter what, somebody was going to get stuck in there. Because as soon as he dropped that beam, he got out and then it kind of went... I, th- I think that's the thing. Like, Magna is so impulsive, but Jerry's so protective. But Magna's impulsiveness beats Jerry. It's like a it's like a game of poker. <laughs> like, Magna's mm-hmm. impulsiveness be- beats Jerry's, like, protectiveness. <laughs> you could see him being like, I don't want to have to leave, but I got to go. <laughs> you know, right. like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, Aaron was like, come on, come on, come on. You, know? you got to go, Jerry. got to go. 
Yeah. I mean, if I were Connie and Magna, yeah, I'd have hightailed it out there and just let the place collapse on the whispers that were left in there. Well, they'd right. all be out right now if it wasn't for Carol. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> you selfish, selfish girl. Well, that's where we draw the line, but I do agree it is her fault. There is there is one <laughs> point. There is one. <laughs> I do want to bring up this one point, though. Talking Dead brought up the poll during one of their breaks. And um, oh, I was, yeah. I was, yeah, I was so surprised. No, 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 no. I was mad because the framing, <laughs> the framing of that poll made me very upset. Would you have blown up the horde? That's not the question to ask. The answer is yes. Of course you would try to blow up the horde, right? It's not that. The question is, would you go off all half-cocked, not telling your people, and not having a plan on how to do it carefully so that everybody's on the same page? That's the question. I guess it's not a perfect soundbite, Chris Harwick. Who's the talk show host now, bitch? Yeah. At me. I don't know. It's not that. It's, it's definitely a producer or something like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's not him. But anyway, it can't be. It can't be Chris. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm a little out of here. Um, but like you said, I'm, I was very surprised by people like kind of like weeding through that stupid question to kind of get to the heart of the matter. Would you have done with Carol Dunn? That's that's the question. Mm. And it was right. like 5250 on the side of not doing it. Yeah. Or 5248, right? Yeah. It was damn near split. Yeah, the I was surprised. F- the fandom is affected. Mm. There's like that one part of me that's like, oh shit. There's the other part of me that's going, kudos, writers. Kudos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You literally moved a mountain with your writing. <laughs> you moved a community <laughs> to act, yeah. to press a button. It <laughs> said no. <laughs> no. No, Carol. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. TWD World Beyond looks fantastic. I mean, in my opinion, looks fantastic. Visually, it seems like they're pushing a lot of the buttons that makes me want to watch it, like dealing with advanced communities, like this clash between like, do you even know that you're in the apocalypse? Yes, we're well aware we're in the apocalypse. Do the kids know we're in the apocalypse? They'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's my impression of, of TWD World Beyond. And maybe? <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess they'll sense. figure it out. Which I'm I going like. into it like this. <laughs> I just, I just dislike the folks that are going into it like with an opinion already. Like, okay, like eh, it's for yeah, kids. I have, eh. I have no opinion, no yeah, idea what to expect. I'm just gonna watch it and break it apart. <laughs> yeah, and for all we know, we won't like it. I mean, that's very possible. Right. But I mean, there's the serum. Looks Not pre- likely. But yeah, possible. <laughs> serum looks pretty badass. Like just the soldier aspect of it. They've always kind of come off, or at least the, what we've seen from Fear, been like just the impression that they're surgical, secretive, brutal. Let's just put it that way. I'm into it. I want to know more. It is geared towards an adult audience, correct? It's not like yeah. an attempt to bring in younger viewers, or well, is it in some what, way? What producers Uh-oh. are saying, it's going to be the darkest of all the series. <laughs> so I my know. My guts are telling me that's an empty promise. <laughs> I will say that Sarah Beth, Sarah Beth Pollock walked away going, oh, shit, this yeah. is really good. Yeah. I mean, it's like only a two-season thing. Yeah. But I mean, what are people going to say, though? This is shit. Don't watch it. I usually you know? trust her. She's a she's a Twilight Zone fanatic. I mean, so I, I I'm already kind of okay. like, tell me more, please. I'm not trying to formulate any op- opinions about the. Oh no, I know. Yeah, no. gonna lie? Is, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't. I mean, I don't think she would lie, but nobody's gonna come out and be like, it's a piece of shit. Don't watch it. Like nobody's gonna say that. My thought is, we're we're watching a bunch a group of teenagers. That's kind of where my thought ends. But you know what? They're kind of establishing their expectations ahead of time. Like they're front loading it with the fact that okay, these are teenagers. They have 
haven't been exposed to the dangers, and they're going to find out. And I kind of want to see how that plays out, because young kids in the apocalypse, they shake out one of two ways. First of all, they grow up with no empathy. Some people, they, they shoot and they kill, and that's it. And they're kind of like the people, the kids in fear, Carl and his gang, and like mm-hmm. when, when they walked into Alexandria. There's like this weird mm-hmm. thing where they still act spoiled, but they still want to kill. And the, yeah. Some people still don't know it's the apocalypse. So this show basically is going to be their first exposure to the apocalypse, right? Technically, yes. Okay. And we're going to believe that they all make it through an entire series and no one dies. Who knows? That's the thing. They're absolutely different from any kids that we've ever met in the apocalypse. Do you know why? They have knowledge from the CRM group. They get taught it in school. They, they have all this front-loaded okay. knowledge, right? But, like, they they've never been out there. Exactly. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, so it's you, not like they're completely sheltered. They think the world is normal out there or anything. Like, they're aware of what's No, no, they're out. very aware. And they have all, they've, they're familiar with all the weapons, too. Like, all okay. the weapons? Okay. All right. is, that one, is that right? Oh, whatever. Hmm. Okay. Like, like, they know how to take down walkers. Like, the, in theory, right? Which is kind of funny, because it's kind of okay. like... It's kind of like if they're kind, they're kind of like us in a weird okay. way. <laughs> they're like, oh, I know how to take out. Just go yes. aim for the head, right? <laughs> That's another podcast. See, but- <laughs> I know I would die on day one of the apocalypse, though. <laughs> but see, that's because we we do this all the time. We know the kind of dead meat we're gonna be, except for Chris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> He knows the, he knows how to leapfrog on rocks and shit. No, I wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but I would, because I'm five two with tiny legs. <laughs> Chris would be looking for another exit. Now, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll be over here checking the back door, guys. Well, I think you two would be the one boosting up. Well, I'd be like, yeah, a little to the right, a little right. <laughs> Just, okay. Anyway, I'm excited to find out that Black Summer is coming back for season two. Hell yeah! Is it? Yep. Good. They left us hanging. Is it coming out soon, actually? Uh, It says 2020, not a release date yet. Oh, okay. I know. Summer's coming back. Altered Carbon is in a couple days, season two. (laughs) Ozark comes uh, season three, starts in March. Just finished that on Netflix. I need some new stuff to watch. And then I started watching Arrested Development yesterday. Better Call Saul. (laughs) I got to watch the second episode Ah. yesterday. (laughs) She goes, eh. I haven't started that one. I I don't know what it is. The Saul character just never, he he never grabbed me. I'll say this much. It's, it's, I'm going to say it. Blazy, Blazy Gardner agrees with me. He's like, there's something to Better Call Saul that's actually even better than Breaking Bad. Like as much as you like Breaking Mm -hmm. Bad because you see him break bad, Mm -hmm. Better Call Saul has this like weird, like every man can't do right but then you know tries to do right and then ends up being Saul anyway mm. it's like it's all yeah. of us failing up well <laughs> failing up implies like you do you do so shitty at your job like you're so incompetent they flush you up yeah <laughs> you know that's not Saul nah Saul like there's intention oh, oh, okay. there's like there's like ah, okay. like he tries to do everything the right way and he ends up it, it just ends up being worse <laughs> so why not lean okay. in? You know, that's him. That's Better Call Saul in the nutshell. But there's this, this component. this is a prequel, correct? Yeah. It's a, well, breaking. There's, a, there's a twist. So in the pre- there is a present scene where he's Gene, and he's he works at a Cinnabon. And it's in black and white, which is really interesting. And that's the present scenes, right? And, like, the, oh, the past scenes, the prequel is all in color. Kind of 90s colors at, at that. But, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you, you don't notice it at first, but and there's other components too, which is like, oh, we don't see her in Breaking Bad. What does that mean? Hmm. Yeah, and she's an integral character in the show. Is this what made him lean into being Saul Goodman? Yeah. So I, I really like, really, am, I'm enjoying the show. Maybe I'll check it out. And I may see dispatches from elsewhere. I like the first episode. It was good. Oh, right, because it was right after the episode. Yeah. <laughs> which really threw me off because I thought that the premiere episode was an hour and 37 minutes long. <laughs> And I'm like, this is it's- awesome. And then it was streamlined right in. I'm like, right. Oh, okay. So I watched it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Did you sat there with the guy staring at you awkwardly. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> that was so weird. That's but- brilliant, by the way. Yeah, brilliant. I couldn't yeah. stop staring. It worked. It totally worked. Yeah. 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 AMC is genius. I have to say, like, is do you remember? Do you remember when they played that episode of Nosferatu, and we were like so mad at them, but at the same time, I was just like, I'm kind of impressed oh. with AMC. Like, it's just clever. Like, if you really want to get people to watch a show, and I watched a couple of episodes of Badlands. Yeah, Badlands. I watched a couple oh. episodes of Badlands after that, after they introduced it that Dude. way. Very bloody. We watched the whole series. It was freaking awesome. I mean, Nick I, Frost is, oh, they're, it's freaking oh, yeah, awesome. Well, I just couldn't get into it. Like, there's just so much shit That's going on in our was, lives. It's okay, too. Hard. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, yeah. there's so much good TV to watch. It's like, you have to really, like, figure it out, man. Letterkenny style. Well, in, Into the Badlands <laughs> is on uh, Netflix now. Oh, yeah. Well, like, a lot of the MC shows, too. Yeah. 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 It's good. I mean, just the fight scenes alone. Like, they could just piece all that together, and I just watch hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, I, I was not happy with the ending, but mm. I won't spoil it. Uh, I also like to watch shows when there's been uh, several seasons completed so I can <laughs> binge them. But AMC, man. That's like how Preacher, I like to watch my shows. Preacher's like that. Like, I, I want to watch Preacher because it's, it's Seth Rogen produced... I mean, and the writing apparently is that phenomenal. He's doing The Boys, too, Seth Rogen, so it's kind of like, and I saw that. That's really good. Boys is good, yeah. You yeah. were telling me to watch The Boys, I think. It's yeah, really what's wrong with you? It's really good. Go watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's really fucking good. <laughs> go binge it right now. Yeah, right now. go Boys. right now. Right now. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> right, right meow. <laughs> right meow. How about meow? Yeah. Maybe meow. Folks, if you like what you've heard, ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead is a lot easier. Um, like it, subscribe, comment, let us know what we missed. I mean, we kind of went through a lot here today. I can't wait to see you guys soon. We're, we'll try to record um, episode 89 sooner rather than later. Like, Because well, we have AMC Premiere, then you know, if you're a coffee backer and you have AMC Premiere too, you can catch that unedited. I can't wait to talk about next week's episode. Beta's going after Gamma. Rosie might get bloody. Coco might die. Basically, the show's over in the next episode. You know? Goodbye. <laughs> in any case, thank you for listening. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see you guys next week. And uh, we'll get to talk about it all together. Talk Have a good night. Later. <laughs> Peace. Deuces. Bye. <laughs>